Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to the More Money Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and today I'm super excited about the talk that I'm going to talk to you about, and that is how to teach kids about money. I'm excited about this topic for a variety of reasons. I know you listen to this podcast because you want more money, and chances are you have a child in your life that's important to you. My listeners generally have, whether they have their own children who they love and adore, they they always have a child, and so whether it's theirs or it's a niece or a nephew or grandchildren um, or goddaughters, um, like I have both nieces and nephews, and I have goddaughters that I adore and that are very important to me. And so I find my listeners do too because they they care about kids in a way and know that no matter what, if you have a child that you birthed or that is technically, you know, your kid, you have an impact on the children in your life. So I'm excited to talk about this topic because I feel like it's so important and it's near and dear to my heart. And I have been getting a lot of requests for this. So within the last week, I've been doing a couple, uh, written a couple articles about this topic, been asked to write a couple articles for a couple different, you know, an online publication and another publication, which I'm excited to share when it comes out. And then also, you know, I've gone on like the Mom Life Yo Show, which is which is cool. And I love that show. So check it out if you're a mom and you want like real non-judgmental places that you can go and talk about topics I was on there and gave some tips about talking about money with kids because this is important and it's the thing that I did some research on my Facebook page for one of the articles because I knew it was important but I wanted to capture you know I just wanted I was missing something for the intro and I wanted to just hear the voices of why is this important why is this important for you as a parent to teach your kid about money and so many of the answers were because I feel like I didn't learn because I had to learn to make, I had to learn by making mistakes and struggling. And I wish someone had taught me. And so for most people, you know, it's, it comes from this place of not wanting their kids or any child in your life to have to go through sort of those hard money lessons that you went through. And I think that's important. It's a great way to teach. And then there's also because people don't want their kids to be afraid of money like sometimes there is this fear of money that comes up you know I can't handle it and as you get to adults that doesn't just go away I have many clients where there's just this fear of managing it they believed you know if you've listened to Michelle's story I think she shares this on air uh, in the recording where everyone had told her she's not good with money and she believed it you know, into her 40s. And I don't think that story is uncommon, which is why I'm sharing it. She's not one in a million. There are so many more similar stories of people who've either been told just one time when they were a child, like, oh, you're not good with money because maybe they lost it or some experience, you know, that continues into adulthood and plays out. And that wasn't Michelle's story. Nobody had told her in childhood, but people had told her as an adult, you're not good with money. And so I think it's important to give that power back to kids with money, because if you grow up with money confidence and being involved in the money process, it's going to be a lot easier. So 
We're going to dive into that topic, which I'm super excited about. Just really quick, I want to remind you that you can change your money story. You absolutely have the power to change your money story. I'm having so much fun teaching this because when you become aware of your story, you can shift it immediately. When you just decide, I'm not going to tell that story anymore, you can do it. And But sometimes you don't even know you're telling the story. So the Change Your Money Story Challenge, which you can join at changeyourmoneystorychallenge.com, will help you do just that. Change your money story. It will help you see what money story has been playing out in your life and how to change it immediately. Steps every day that you can put into action to change your money story. I'm super excited about that. So like I said, we're talking about how to teach kids about money today. And even if you don't have children, this is going to be super valuable because it's all the same. Sometimes it's the things we need to hear as adults. So let's dive into this. The first thing I want to talk about really is to get, and you know me, I'm always about clarity. Where can we get more clarity? Where is it not totally clear what your intention is? Because I have found this in my own life and I find this time and time again working with my clients and taking them through the process to manifest $10,000, to change their money story, to double their business, that this deep clarity is what's so important because it's like your GPS point. You know, if you don't put in the right GPS point, uh, you're not going to get where you want to go. If you're not totally clear on that, you know, it's just a story just popped into my head. I have these pool parties. I have an amazing friend who has this amazing yard with a wonderful pool and a group of friends that we get together and she hosts these pool parties for us three or four times a summer. And I love and adore her for that. And one time, I'm not sure if this is at a pool party or a different party we were having in her house, but a friend of a friend was coming for the first time to this house. And she put in her GPS, she put in an address, but she she either mistyped it or something because she literally ended up in the exact opposite direction, 30 minutes in the exact opposite direction of where this house is. So this house is in the middle of Denver. She ended up way north of Denver, and she had come from way south of Denver. But the address wasn't clear. You know, she had either just tapped, I don't remember what happened, tapped a button twice or saw it come up and it took her, or maybe she just didn't put in the city, right? It wasn't totally clear. I don't remember exactly what happened, but what I do know is that the address she put in wasn't clear. And so the destination she got to is not where she thought she was going, right? And she thought she was following, she was following the directions, right? She thought she was going exactly where she wanted to go. And after about an hour of like driving around, she was like, I'm not here. Like this isn't right, right? And that's what happens. And so this is what I'm going to highlight with even just starting out before I even go into tips is really this. I think so often, and I kind of saw this when I did this Facebook post is that parents want to teach kids, uh, you want to teach kids about money, right? And I want you to ask yourself, what do you want them to teach? What do you want to teach them about money? What kind of adults do you want them to be with money? Right? So you can, and here's just a couple examples. I want to teach my kids to flourish with money. I want to teach my kids how to build wealth. I want to teach my kids, you know, it could be how to become wealthy. I want to teach my kids how to have money in their savings accounts, But choose how you want them to be adults. Like, what are the adults that you want to raise? Because just teaching someone about money, right, 
is a little bit fuzzy. That GPS direction, if you put that in your GPS, that can take you to a to an adult, you know, raising a child or influencing a child's life who becomes an adult who really is uh, money savvy, let's say, um, knows how to become wealthy, or it can raise somebody who just knows about money. Like, you know, and that's very, just even knowing about money, you know, just teaching kids about money is different than teaching them how to be successful with money. So I really want to start there. And if you're going into this conversation, if you're deciding as an aunt or an uncle or, you know, just a person in a child's life or an, a parent and you're teaching your children, make the decision, what do you want to teach kids about money? Like, what's the path that you want to put them on? Because that is important because it affects everything you're going to teach in the process. It affects everything you do. So be clear about that up front because I'm not entirely sure that, you know, parents before didn't say, I want to teach my kids about money. And they thought they had taught them about money because they hadn't thought clearly about, oh, the, this is what I want to teach them. This is what I want them to know in terms of being a financially successful adult. And so start with that end in mind. What are you teaching them to become? Who are you teaching them to become? What experiences are you teaching them and prepping them to have in their life as an adult? So I want to start there because it's not just about teaching kids about money and and maybe putting 10% in savings and doing this and doing that with money, right? Or not just spending it or it's not and it's not just telling them don't get a credit card right? It's, it's bigger than that. So really teaching them to be a financially successful adult. And I really like that one. So I'm probably going to carry that one throughout the show. Um, you know, a financially successful adult who knows how to build wealth. I would let like my kids, I want them to know how to build wealth from an early age. And that's not something I'm going to wait until they're 25 to teach. I'm going to teach that along the way. I'm going to include them in decisions and things like that when age appropriate. But if you want to teach kids to become financially successful adults, it's not about just saying, you know, don't get the credit card, don't do this. It's really about teaching what is the process. And by the way, I'm not saying that you should teach them don't do that. Um, You know, don't get a credit card, don't do this. I think it should be a discussion and it should be a decision because as you know, I don't believe all debt is bad. I don't believe we judge that. I think there are places to get where you want to go. And if you use the tools that are in front of you effectively, you will get there faster. And it's about being a financially successful adult and taking that one step further. Being somebody who knows how to become wealthy and continue building wealth is about knowing how to use the tools that are available. It's not about avoiding credit, avoiding death. It's not about avoiding anything. It's about understanding how to use the tools that are available to you to the best advantage to create the best possible scenario for you to support you um, in ways that help you build wealth that you might not have been able to do without that tool. So everything is a tool and everything is just understanding what everything is used for and who they want to be and what are their goals, right? It's, It's teaching this whole process of what does financial success mean to you along the process? Now, we're talking about kids, so we're not going to like sit down and say, probably at this point when you're five years old, how much money do you want to have in your bank account when you're 65, right? Which is the typical financial question a lot of financial planners and stuff ask. 
right? There's a process, but knowing that you're building to that place where they are always thinking about that, because I think that's the key. In fact, I know that's part of the key is when people don't have an intention, when they don't know where they're going, they don't make decisions to get them there. So that's part of just the process of teaching your kids about money. So I'll get into my actual tips now and teach along that way. But I think I wanted to have that conversation up front because I know it's important to know where you're taking them. And I believe it's probably deeper than just to know about money. So really take that time. And if you have a partner, if you are a parent, you know, the if you have a partner or there's another parent involved, have this conversation. How do we want our kids to grow up and be with money? Who do we want them to become in terms of their finances? Just successfully financial? Do we want them to know how to build wealth? Right? And as you can start to see, if you want some of these things, you might have to learn some of these things in on your own, right? So let's get into this because I love it. Of course, you know, money is a part of your entire life and there's really no way to escape its impact. We've talked about this before. Even if you go off the grid, stop using money, raise all your own stuff, at some point you had to get money to get to that point. So it's it's always an impact. There's not a way really around it. And you probably didn't learn how to handle this in high school, right? Maybe you did learn how to balance a checkbook. Maybe you were taught something about money, but you probably didn't learn how to become financially successful with money or how to build wealth because that's different and that's a different GPS point. So as we go through these tips, really start to think about, okay, what's the GPS point I want to take my kids to? I want to um, have them grow in adulthood too, right? Um to teach them how to be confident with money and go towards what they want. So the first tip I'm going to share with you, and I think this is really important, is to allow children to handle money. You know, some lessons are worth what they cost. Most lessons are worth what they cost. I'm going to go, all lessons are worth what they cost. So um, I'll talk a little bit more, but in order to become, you know, for money to become this really concrete concept in your child's head, he or she needs to interact with it. It it needs to be not this thing that is just something that happens, not this card that gets swiped, right? They need to understand that's the foundation of it. And yeah, by the time they become an adult, maybe there won't be paper, but right now there is. And at that point, you'll find a different way to make it more concrete, so there's this understanding that this isn't just this made-up thing, um, which you can debate whether or not that is true. That's not the actual. Um, but in a kid's head, it can get to where there's nothing tangible about it, right? So it's really important to allow your children to handle money um, in order for it to become a concrete you know, concept. And again, this is age-appropriate. So start with the piggy bank, Right. And this is and just build that. Hey, this is where we put our money. So we know where it is. Right. Again, think to that GPS point of that financially successful adult who is building wealth. They know where their money is. They don't just get it in their hands and go spend it. Maybe they contemplate what they're going to invest or spend that money on. Right. So we when we get money in, we put it in a place and then we make a decision to take it out based on wants and needs and, and really processing what does that mean, right? And so, of course, this is not going to be a long, drawn-out discussion with a five-year-old, but you're starting to lay the foundation and the groundwork. 
when you get money, I see this a lot of times that parents will just whisk away, like, you know, if they get a birthday card with money in it. And I always do this. And, and now I realize how important it is. I'm going to do, I'm doing it with my nieces and nephews as well. My goddaughters, I always started and I'd give them a dollar for every year old they are. And number one, they look forward to that. But number two, that's giving them, even at a year old, that ability to touch that money and put it in their bank account, right? And I see, or their, um, sorry, their piggy bank, they could put it in their bank account. But so often you see, you know, open the card from grandma and the adult in their life wants to keep that money safe. Oh, we don't want to lose it. We don't want to accidentally throw it away, right? And if these are all things that are going through your head as to why you're having this behavior and doing this, we're going to get to this in further down in the tips, but you want to you want to think about that. Um but often the money's just whisked away. It's just pulled away. And immediately I think that says to a kid consciously or unconsciously you can't handle this, right? And whether or not that happens in just like that one moment, probably not. But again, the opportunity there is to allow them to start to handle it for it to become concrete, even if it's just the excitement of them putting the in their piggy bank. And that becomes really a pathway. This is what we do with money. We put it here and then we make a decision what we're going to do with it, right? So it's just building that foundation. Um, allow them to take ownership, you know, by putting it in their piggy bank, again, wallet or a purse, make it a big deal. Make it something that is put in a place that's, you know, clean. It's not just something that's the piggy bank isn't thrown in the back of the closet, right? Because you want to teach them to be financially successful adults and financially successful adults. And you can have your own version of what that looks like. But I think most versions have somebody where this, the money is clean. It's not just all over. So teach that now, right? Um, And so whether it's a wallet or a piggy bank, right? And then really encourage this when they have a big enough stash. So it used to be like $100 would open up. You need $100 to open a bank account when I opened my first one. Um, And it might be different. And there's actually kids' banks now that you can find. And so it might be less. But when they create a sizable amount, take them to open that bank account take them to have that experience make a big deal out of it like this is awesome you've saved money now you can put it in this account and it's going to be you know it's going to be there for when you want to spend it on something that you want right or you can teach them as I would when they want to invest in something that they want make it a big deal that they've you know saved this right um the second tip is really mind your own money talk Children are listening and processing way more than adults realize or pay attention to. They always are, right? So the words that you speak when you're monthly grocery shopping or when your car needs an unexpected repair, you know, when you walk into the store and maybe you spend more than you wanted to, the things that come out of your mouth when you're in the process of interacting with money have just as much, probably more impact than when you sit down to like teach them about money, right? You're teaching them about money all the time. And that's something that's to become, you know, really familiar and aware with of, am I teaching them right now to be the adult I want them to grow up to be? And sometimes, a lot of times, (laughs) I'm just going to put this out there, there's some work to be done on you in order to really impact your children in the way you want to in becoming a financial, uh, financially successful adult. 
So choose your words carefully when talking and interacting with money and do it purposefully. I love number, my number three, my mom did this. It was best thing ever. And she, I think just did it as, you know, she had a problem and she wanted a solution. She was tired of just handing out money. I think she really felt like she was just handing out money to us and she wanted to stop that. And so she said, she had us sit down. I think this is the most valuable thing. I was 14. My sister was 12. And I think some people might think, oh, that's too young. I don't think it's too young. I don't think it's too young to start part of this process because I know the impact it had on my life. And if you're wanting to raise financially successful adults, I think this is a great way to start. So what she did is she had us make a budget. She had us say, okay, what do you need for school? So I was in high school at the time when this happened. And so I had to include like my sports fee. I had to include like things like entertainment, like going to the movies. Um, She wanted us to include our lunches and I was in high school. And so we had, there was like different choices. It wasn't like, Oh, lunch is $2 and 50 cents. Right. So she wanted us to include that. She wanted us to, um, in, you know, a, a clothes shopping budget, and everything, right? And so when we did that, and she looked over the budget, and she said, okay. And this was a really good lesson um, early on, because it was like, oh, I didn't, there were some things I didn't think about. But again, that was just, then we managed that, you know? So when she approved of the budget, she said, okay, I'm going to give you that amount of money in a check every month. You're going to go put it in the bank. I'll take, obviously, she was going to take us to the bank. She took us to the bank, and we put the check in the bank and we were responsible for getting out the cash that we needed we're responsible for writing the checks to the things that needed checks written for and we were also responsible for balancing and making sure there was money in that account and what that taught me is really how to pay attention it taught me how to be aware of what what money was and what things cost and and make choices i had to make choices as a teenager like could I go to the movies or you know was I gonna buy this this pair of jeans or that pair of jeans because there was an um, I couldn't just be like well I want this and and someone would say yes and to some parents I think that feels like depriving your kids to me it feels like the best gift my parents ever gave me because and my clients have discovered this right like even when you you more money Whatever money you have, you're still making choices with it, right? People who are financially successful and wealthy make choices every day for where their money goes. They may be different choices, very different choices than you make right now, but they still don't just go buy every single thing, right? They make a choice about what, and they don't just go buy, 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 right? And if they do, there's certain celebrity examples of this. When they do that, the money runs out, right? And this is, again, this is where this, when this isn't learned, this is a why a lot of people, I think, fail at the lottery. Like they haven't, you know, they haven't made conscious choices before they won the lottery. And so they just think money's going to fix the problem. And so once they have this pile of money, they don't have as big a concept of money. You know, part of it is who they are. They've never been a person with money. But they don't know how to make those decisions because it feels endless, you know, versus learning to make really conscious decisions. So um, 
I highly recommend that. Again, it might have felt like at times I didn't have all the money that I wanted, but it really made me creative. It made me open to doing things that maybe other kids weren't open to, you know, like babysitting before school, getting up really early to do that because I wanted, and I made the decision, right? Is this worth the amount of money? Like it, like I want more money to do X, Y, or Z, you know, am I going to get up early and do that? Right. Um, so I think that was one of the greatest, I know that was one of the greatest gifts they ever gave me was having me manage that. And so one of the things that I've heard from certain people that I talk about with this, or I heard this story actually from somebody who told me they, they like tried it with their kid. This is before I told them that, you know, my parents had done it for me. Um, and they had their kids like overdraft their account. Well, it's super easy now because you can get a prepaid visa card. You can put it on there until they earn that responsibility where they can't overdraft it. They can't make that mistake. And I think it's important to go with the mistakes, right? Like allow them to make the mistakes now while they're in your house. They're not in danger of losing where they live or not being able to eat, right? They might have to make some tough choices. They might have to spend some Saturday nights on the couch with you, (laughs) hanging out, watching a movie instead of going to the movies if they make mistakes. But that's the best place to learn those mistakes. And, And I believe we learn lessons by, I think they're mistakes, they're learning opportunities. But, you know, a lot of parents, it's like, oh, well, like, what if they overdraft? And so you have to be clear on that. You know, what's the plan if you run out of money by the 15th of the month? Right. And a lot of parents, I was at, I was speaking at a, I was giving this talk a long time ago and, you know, somebody said, well, what about like my son wants credit on his allowance? Right. And this parent was like, I don't want him to have credit. I don't want him to, I don't want him to think that's okay. So I don't want to do it. And my response was do it. Like let him learn the lesson right now when you're more or less in control of it. Right. So if you're you're saying you ran out by the 15th of the month, I'll give you a loan of hundred bucks and you're going to need to pay me, you know, 15 bucks for the next, I don't know, um, six, let's say eight months. Cause that's more than that's more, that's includes interest for the next eight months. And when you write the check, you make it for $15 lower. And that's learning about that because the problem isn't when people use credit it's when they don't think about using credit. It's when they don't understand, okay, am I willing to pay $150 for something that's a hundred to have it today? And sometimes that's a good choice. Sometimes it's not a good choice, right? But it's about making the choice. Um, and so I think it's a great place to learn and it's a great place to not just bail them out, but to have discussions. And this is what creates teachable moments. And this, you know, goes back in part to number one, which is allow them to interact with money, allow them to have the experience and to make the choices because that's how we learn, right? It's not just by somebody telling us, well, don't go get a credit card. Don't go get this. Because most kids, if you say that, are like they're going to do that. Like you just told them not to. And at the point where they are willing to offer them a credit card is the point where they may be a little rebellious and maybe a little bit, you know, standing in their own independence. And so you said not to do that. And so they're going to show you and they're going to do it anyway. But if they've thought about this, if they actually understand the concept and what's going on and they've had some real tangible experience, they're a lot less likely to just do it to sort of show you, right? 
Another way to really get them in this experience is include them in decisions. Again, this is age appropriate. Your kids, you know, aren't going to be, you know, shouldn't be helping you make the decision to get a second mortgage or buy a new car, but include them in age appropriate financial decisions, create opportunities where they get to make financial choices and have experiences. For example, have a family fun day and set the budget, whether it's $20 or $50, $100, you know, could be different levels depending off your own vacation or something. Have them allocate the money for the day's entertainment. If, you know, you're on vacation and you're eating out, have them allocate that out. Have them be in charge of the money for the day and actually pay you know, and they don't have to have, this can be your money, but let them participate. Let them say, okay, well, you know, if we just eat a quick lunch or a less expensive lunch, we can go to have a nicer dinner. Or if we eat a less expensive lunch, we can do these two activities instead of just one activity because we're going to save money there and let them make the choices. If you have more than one kid, um, let's say you're on vacation. It's a great opportunity to do this on vacation for multiple days, set the budget for vacation and allow them to, you know, give you know, if you have three kids uh, and they're all at the age where this is appropriate. Right. And so you have to determine that a little bit. It depends on your kid because all kids are different, but you can help them. Right. And this again, this is reinforcing math skills. And this is a lot of there's a lot of layers to why this is important. But you know, if you have three kids, you can give them each the the budget and let them plan the day and let them be in charge and let them earn their confidence with money. Because I believe confidence is something that's earned. I don't think it's a light switch. I think it, sometimes we practice it and sometimes we can just step into it. But over time, it's something that that money confidence is something that's not earned in a way, you know, working hard for it, but it's earned through the experience, through stepping into it. It's, it's learned over the, over time, right? So let them help, have them participate in that. And this is a great way, you know, especially if you're my, like my mom and you're tired of the like, hey, I want this, I need money for this, I need this, I need that, right? So participate in that. Um, and the most important in the last tip, and this show is a little bit longer, so hopefully I know that you're getting a lot of good stuff out of it. The most important tip that I can give you is to model the adults you want them to grow up to be. So often, especially when it comes to money, I see adults giving everything, sacrificing everything for their kids. And in, in terms of money and time and all that, and I really like ask yourself, is that who you want them to grow up to be? Do you want them to grow up to be struggling, you know, to pay the bills or to figure that out? Or, or do you want to teach them how to be financially successful? And, you know, and who do you want, like, who do you want to teach them to be, right? It's important to model that being that adult. So it's important to model, hey, like, we can not spend here or we can invest more here. Hey, I want to save for this. Hey, I am going to make a commitment to, you know, put more money in my 401k or my retirement savings or savings for an investment property, whatever it is. But the most important thing that you can do is model the adults that model being the adults that you want them to grow up to be. And that might require you changing your money story. It definitely requires probably you paying attention 
to what you're saying about money. Um, and like I said, there's a real chance that it requires you to change your money story so that you can teach them something different than what you were taught and what you created. Because it's not just about sitting down and trying to teach them. It really comes down to the behavior that you're modeling and who you're being in terms of money. So include them. Absolutely. Like let them touch the money, like allow them to handle money, you know, mind your money talk, give them a budget when it feels appropriate, maybe in high school, include them in the decisions and allow them to you know, to have an amount of money that they get to allocate because that's the true way that you learn. It's the true way that you learn. I want to say yes to this and I want to say no to that. And again, it doesn't matter how much money there is. There it comes a point where you always have to make a yes and a no decision of what you really want to invest your money in. And so teach them that give them the opportunity to engage in that and then of course and I just wanted to wrap this you know kind of recap it for you model the financial adult that you want them to grow up to be model being that person whatever that is and so I would say number five is where you start check in on your behavior who do you want them to be when they you know in terms of finances and money when they grow up and check in and ask yourself, am I being that person? And if you need help, you know, that's uh, kind of my specialty and what I coach on. So you can reach out and go to manifest10k.com. You can go to changeyourmoneystorychallenge.com. There's tons of resources where you can learn and, and get the help if you need. And I think it's worth it. Like, I know it's worth it to become the adult that you want to model for them because you're doing it for you and for them. So... I would love to hear if these tips were helpful. You can, uh, you know, leave a review on iTunes. You can send me an email. I look forward to hearing about all these stories a couple years from now about how good your kids are with money because you've been able to empower them and create money confidence in them. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging around a little bit longer today. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Your money mantra, though, I'm going to leave you with is I am good with money. I am good with money practice that as it feels good that is a great thing to model for your kids is being good with money and believing you're good with money so i am good with money have a fantastic day thank you for joining us on the more money show to learn the step-by-step process to welcome more money into your life go to manifest10k.com